Hello and welcome to part two of our special Avengers Infinity War preview episode. My name is Josh and you are listening to Occasionally Important, a podcast where we discuss all things sports, movies, TV, pop culture, and occasionally things that are actually important. On this episode, my co-host Isaac and I are joined by intern Britt and brother Jacob to finish ranking our Marvel movies. This is the second part of the episode in which we unveil our top five Marvel movies. In the first part, we ranked our movies from 18 to 5, so if you have not listened to that episode, make sure you check it out in order for this episode to make sense. We know that Infinity War has already been released, and you've probably seen it, but we had this episode stored up, and we did not want to leave our listeners hanging from part 1. So thank you for listening and being patient with us, and we hope you enjoy the show. I am Josh. And I am Isaac. And please listen to part one first. You might be a little bit confused about what we're doing if you don't. So Yeah, you uh, will be very lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's start off right where we left off. Josh and Jacob were listing off their top uh, Marvel movies in order. So we had just reached our top five. Uh, Josh, why don't you start off with your number five pick? Okay, my number five was already said by Jacob in part one of our Infinity War podcast, um, but it is Spider-Man Homecoming, and I was tempted to put this higher because I loved it so much, but I did not want to lose credibility. Uh, and the reasoning for that is I think that Tom Holland is easily the best Spider-Man out of the people who have played Spider-Man. I think the villain is fantastic. I think the scene with Michael Keaton in the car is incredible, um, where he's threatening Peter Parker uh, for dating his daughter, all that. Um, I loved the small-scale feel of this movie. I I thought it was just fascinating that Spider-Man isn't an Avenger yet, that he's just kind of this like like uh, neighborhood Spider-Man, just kind of doing small things. <laughs> and I loved that Tony Stark played like a mentor role in it. I thought that was really cool, and that like his goal is to be an Avenger eventually. But my favorite part of this movie is I think they portray high school perfectly. Like, I think it is a really, well. really good job of high school. Yeah. Uh, it's like the weird, funny things of high school are in it. Like, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where they're uh, first going to the high school and they're doing, like, the school news. Oh, I love the school news things. And they're it's, so awkward. But they're so yeah. accurate. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, there's also, like, they don't overdo the bullying. There's a lot of yeah. high school movies where they, like... Where they act like this bully's like the worst human in the world. I'm like, I've never met someone like that. Like, I've never actually seen a bully like that. The bully in this movie is kind of a goof and a like, nerd yeah. on his own. Like, and, he's like, not this huge buff dude. He's just like this normal guy. That makes fun of people. just call him like Penis Parker. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what real bullying That's like a real bullying like. because in reality, high school isn't like it was in 1978. <laughs> it's a little different these yeah. days. And I think that this movie does a great job of portraying it. I also love... Uh, that Hannibal Burris is the PE teacher. Yes, <laughs> that is that is funny. <laughs> like yes. when they're in there and Han- and they're playing the video of Captain America. He's like, I'm pretty sure he's a criminal now. That's <laughs> amazing. Where he's like, I'm pretty sure he's a war criminal. I think uh, the ending of it bringing Pepper back into the fold mm-hmm. and making her realize that she's still in it. 
uh, introducing his new suit. There's just so many things about this movie that are really, really good. The reason yeah. I don't have it higher is because I think the top four for me just are more impactful. Um, but this one, my movie theater experience might have been the most fun I've had in a movie theater. I, I would agree. I loved that I felt like they finally accurately portrayed Peter Parker because uh, Spider-Man is a high schooler. They finally found someone who actually looks like a high schooler <laughs> and like is age-appropriate for Spider-Man. Like, doesn't isn't an adult pretending to be like a high schooler, but someone like actually yes. in that phase of life. Um, he also looks like one of my really good friends, Alan Wilkins. So <laughs> you can check that out wow. later. Uh, <laughs> good DM looking dude. DM Alan Wilkins. DM Alan Wilkins. Good looking dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Josh brought up something that's really interesting. Uh, a really interesting point. Uh, he said he talked about how this is probably his like favorite as far as like experience and i would say that i think for like almost all of us here that talking about this like we know we have a movie that is like a favorite in our hearts but we know it's not the best movie like for me i love guardians of the galaxy so much but i know it is not the best movie out of the series uh but yeah let's uh jacob what was your number five yeah before i get to my number five like for Spider-Man, I want to argue. You mentioned Pepper Potts and bringing it up. Yes, and I think that's a big flaw at the really? end of Spider-Man because in Civil War, Tony Stark is traumatized by his breakup. With yeah, Pepper. but it shows that she's and back. It does, but it does it in a really bad way where it's like disregards that whole thing. Like it's not important. It's not important that they broke up. I mean, I don't know if it disregards it. It just it ignores it and it makes it seem like it wasn't a big deal. I don't feel like it ignores it. It just says we don't need to know the reason why they got back together or broke up. Like, why does it matter? It doesn't matter. I think it does matter because Tony Stark is arguably the main character of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, maybe, but maybe we'll find out in Infinity War too the reason why they weren't together. Who knows? Because she is confirmed to be in it. Yes. So we'll see. Um, But my number five is Captain America: Winter Soldier. And oh no! Wow, that's a little wow. low. Wow, I I mean I love this movie. Okay, like, yeah. I all of these like top five like I love these movies. Like I could watch them over and over again. Um, but Cap for Winter Soldier, like it was the first Marvel movie that you were like, whoa, like this is different. Like it was darker than all the other. It does ones. shift the whole it thing. It like, shifts before the whole and after yes. Winter Soldier is completely different. Yeah, than like the movies universe. after Winter Soldier continually were good. Yep. Um, and Winter Soldier, I love the spy espionage, the whole aspect of that, like yep. introducing Winter Soldier, who literally is like a terrifying villain, like throughout the movie. Yeah. And when you find out like it's Bucky, it's Bucky Barnes, like it makes the emotional connection. It makes everything more important. Yeah. And I think Winter Soldier is one of the most like interesting character arcs in the Marvel universe because of everything that like. Yeah, because he's not even responsible for his own no, actions exactly. either. It also introduces the threat of Hydra and totally gets rid of Shield, which was the main like thing. And it's like a big twist that like Shield has been Hydra this whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. like Nick Fury dying, like he dies but doesn't actually die. Like when you first watch that, you don't know he's coming back, and you're like, well, like yeah, they killed off. I'll a get huge into that more when I talk about it on my list, but I agree. Um, I mean, Winter Soldier. Like I don't honestly like any of these top five. You mentioned how there's like. There's not much wrong with these ones. No, and I don't think like great. any of these top five have like big flaws, flaws in them. Like yeah. I would agree, but this is where I feel like our lists differ the most yeah. for me. The, the, because this one is huge for me. Yeah. 
But I'll talk about it more when Josh gets yeah. into it. Cool. Um, number four for me, I wanted to put it higher, but my top three, I don't think, I don't think I can switch any of them out. I think my top three are very set. Yeah. Number four is Black Panther. I have only seen it once in theaters. I will say that sometimes when you rewatch movies, it changes how you feel about it. I've only seen it once. I loved it. Um, I think it is the smartest Marvel movie. Yeah. I think that it is the most culturally impactful, that it does a lot more outside of just superheroes, that it actually recognizes the impact that superhero movies are having, and it actually capitalizes that. Mm -hmm. And it became a movement. It's one of the biggest movies in the history of the box office. Once again, great, great villain. Killmonger Mm -hmm. was incredible. Uh, And T'Challa was great. Everything about it, it was visually stunning. It was a great great movie um but the only reason i don't have it higher is because my top three are very solidified in my brain um i put black panther higher so my number four is thor ragnarok um okay that was my number eight on the last podcast yeah and so that's one of our bigger differences in ranking but i've only seen thor once in theaters the ones that i've only seen once are thor and black panther because they're the most recent ones um, but Thor, like, going with the guys that, like, I went with, and I know Brit, like, this is, like, his favorite Marvel movie because of how much, like, how much there's comedy. Like, the comedy of it was huge. But also completely redoes, like you said, like, completely redoes Thor. It makes him interesting. It makes him more powerful by the end. Yeah. Um, I think they're supporting his characters. His hammer disappears. Is, like, yeah, like, it it's gone and now he has to rely on his actual powers of like being a lightning and thunder god yep. <laughs> oh. oh big fallback bummer i lost my hammer yeah. How i'm am just I gonna a make god it? <laughs> it makes it more interesting i think loki has a great part in it like it has more of like the good side of loki in it the grandmaster like jeff goldblum as the is grandmaster, h- amazing it's hilarious like yeah. i think valkyrie i think tess i don't even know what her last tessa name. thompson she's yeah beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i think she's great as like a drunken valkyrie like who's traumatized by her past and like hella is the villain who caused that past i will say i didn't like hella i really like hella okay i really like hella because i think it's really cool first of all like it's one of the few female like villains who actually feel like a huge threat like okay. I, she feels like a yeah. threat because she literally like the amount of damage that she does to asgard she kills all of like the i don't even remember what thor's friends are called yeah but she dominates she kills them. all of them yeah she kills all of asgard like the only one left is heimdall i just don't think she's interesting i, I think, just don't think that like i think she's just a classic op villain that like oh the world's gonna end if she wins and it's like that's to me why it was lower on my list because mm-hmm. i just don't think that she there's also rumors that she could be in infinity yeah. war because uh, she doesn't actually you don't see her die you don't see her die you just assume that she's dead i think it's really cool though that it does show the power and like of Hela because she is supposed to be that powerful um, and the only way that Thor could beat her is by releasing that demon to destroy all of Asgard like it's that was true. the only way to beat her and I think that like preps us for Thanos of being like there have to be like consequences and stuff you have to sacrifice in order, order to, to win. beat him yeah. like people are going to die because um, of how powerful these villains are yeah, that we're now reaching, exactly, you're, there's you going to be just large scale exactly. destruction like, no matter what. I also love Kate Blanchett as Hela. Like she brings like this. She was good at it. Provocative, like she's just 
owns it. She's an interesting really, really actress. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Which um, is more than you can say for a lot of the villains that we have in these series. Yeah, True. exactly. I think the supporting characters in Thor are great. Like, Krog or whatever, the oh. rock dude. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> so, Brit- There's also the director. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear, Britt, your your thoughts on this since it is your favorite. Uh, yeah, uh, my top two favorite Marvel movies is, I think, number one has to be Deadpool, but, I mean, it's not in that. Yeah, it's not in the universe. universe but, yeah. but I think Deadpool and then Thor Ragnarok. Uh, as someone just like I said earlier in the podcast in part one I'm not a bit like I like going to these movies they're entertaining but they just don't they're just not my type of movie I don't really have like a very high bar of like what makes a good movie if I go in and I'm entertained love it and that's what I felt about Thor it was super entertaining uh, had a great storyline made me laugh all the way through mm-hmm. I thought Korg was just a, a, like an ingenious character <laughs> yeah. that he brought just a little bit of just or comedic relief into a really awkward time for Thor and I think that yeah Thor was just a great movie I don't really have much to say about it just because I don't know about like the backstories and all that yeah. but I was genuinely entertained uh, and there's it, there's two big things that happened this that we need to mention before we go on that do play into Infinity War they're like, big, literally big things Kevin Feige who is the director of Marvel Studios has said like you need to watch Thor Ragnarok before you see Infinity War yes there's two big things that happen one of them is in the post credit scene. Mm. And the ship that the Asgardians and Thor are on is met by Thanos' ship. Yeah. Meaning it'll pick up somewhere yeah. after Thanos has encountered Thor. Yeah. Which is a big deal in and of itself. Yeah, because at the end you see Loki take the Tesseract from Asgard. Well, you don't You don't see, see him, it, but, but he, you, look, highly... he looks at it and he like smiles and then it's assumed. Yeah. And in the trailers it's you see that he assumed. has it. And so the Tesseract was in Asgard, yeah. and Loki, when he was trying, when he was leaving Asgard, he decided to take it. Yeah. Meaning, there's some plotting going on with Loki. Even when he was seeming altruistic and and good, he still ended up taking the Tesseract, yeah. which will be a big deal in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were yeah. you gonna say something about that, Isaac? Oh no, I was just gonna talk about intern Brit's movie taste, you know. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna razz him for, uh, you know. I mean, he lo- he loves what he loves. Loves movies like Bad Moms and stuff like that. <laughs> that honestly, that was one of his favorite movies of 2017. He'll tell you that right now. Yeah, no. My, my bar for a good movie is very, very low. Like, if I go in. Like, I have no expectations going into Thor. I Or not Thor, but uh, Infinity War. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, and if I laugh, if I'm entertained, great. Great Brit, movie. Britt literally <laughs> makes fun of me for liking critically acclaimed movies. Like, <laughs> Which is the most you ignorant like good statement. movies? <laughs> That's no, such an ignorant before, statement. No, before Jacob goes to any movie, I'm like, so what do you get on Rotten Tomatoes, huh? Huh? Is it certified fresh? Huh? <laughs> That's funny. Um... I will say I think Thor is really important because of the scope of it, of how like it is important for the whole universe as a whole. True. What it introduces. Yeah, the reason I have it lower is just because the villain thing is a flaw for me that makes it a little lower than others. I thought it was just very like like you said like one of the movies that you just like moving. I thought it was just super entertaining. Totally. The whole way through. Totally. We're gonna get into our top three. Mm -hmm. Number three for me is the first Avengers. I I can't overstate how massive this movie was to the future of the mm-hmm. Marvel Universe. This had to succeed. If it doesn't, it collapses. Look at DC. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen Justice League. <laughs> Neither have Which, I. Disclaimer, not great, very average, 
But not as bad as Batman vs. Superman. But, but <laughs> think about that. That is a movie that has Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman in it, and I haven't even cared to see it. Which is weird because DC heroes historically have been much more famous than Marvel heroes. Yes. Absolutely. So Justice League is more famous than they it, it can't be overstated how huge the first Avengers was to the mm. overall success of the, of the series, and they hit it out of the park. I've, I've watched it several times now. And every time I watch it, I, I just am reminded of how good it is. Like, it is just a thoroughly good movie. I loved that the conflict of the heroes arises, and it's not just this easy thing that they do together, mm-hmm. um, but there's actually, like, hardship that they have to figure out between themselves just as people. And it was just so cool for the first time seeing all those characters on the screen together. There's the scene in New York when it's one lawn take, of them just dominating everything mm-hmm. is yeah. the one of the, probably my favorite scene of all Marvel movies because yeah. it's like I remember watching it and just being like my mind's exploding. This is amazing. This is so cool. Yeah, uh, that for me is number three. It's not I, as high as my other two because it's just aged a little bit. But yeah. that's it. Yeah, I think for me, we brought this up earlier in the pod before, but there is no scene for me that epitomizes the fact that they do not show the disparity in like the powerfulness of their superheroes than that scene in the forest where they are all like meeting and fighting for the Thor first time. Thor and Captain America and Iron Man where they're yeah. all... Yeah. Yes. Because if you like know anything about the comics or anything about their like actual powers, mm-hmm. you know that Thor would have no problem handling both of those yeah. two like... Easily. In a, a well, matter of minutes or seconds. Yeah. Well... Realistically, Thor should be stronger than Hulk. Yeah, like, yeah, but he's not. Yeah. So it, it it for me that scene I was like when I was watching it in the theaters I was a little bit like mm-hmm. okay really like yeah. this guy's a god you're yeah. fighting two people and yeah. I get that they have to like m- keep everybody interesting and make it like yeah and that's the reason why they do it like yeah in order to make Captain America and like feel relevant like Iron Man realistically would beat Captain America any day too yeah. because of his suit and everything. And Captain America, like, in order to make him interesting, like, you have to upscale his strength to be on par with, like, Thor. And, like, even in the trailer for Infinity War, like, he's holding Thanos' hand. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, he's a human. <laughs> but, yeah, it does show... But I do think that th- this is... I will say the one flaw of this movie is Captain America. Because I still think at this point they don't know what to yeah. do with him or how to use him. Because, for example, in the big scenes, Captain America is in charge of saving people in a bank. Yeah. He's like literally doing he's like a super cop. Yeah. That's like what he is in this He's movie. a boy scout. He's literally portrayed as a boy scout. Yeah, that's like yeah. what he is. And and like when he goes to fight Loki for that first time, he's not the one who beats Loki. Iron Man shows up yeah. and just beats him immediately. Yeah. Uh Cap his his like biggest skill in this movie is like my superpower is leadership. Yeah. <laughs> and they just don't know what to do with him yet. Yeah. And I think that that is something that his scenes are almost like okay well who cares about this guy because mm-hmm. you have Hulk jumping on skyscrapers and you have Iron Man beating mm-hmm. carrying a nuke in space and you have Thor calling down thunder and then there's Cap with his just, shield throwing it around yeah with Black Widow and Hawkeye who just are just, <laughs> are like just humans. taking one on one like <laughs> taking on these huge like dragon things in the city yeah so that is one thing that I will say is a little bit of a weakness but it goes yeah. into my number two well, my, oh, your number three. My first. number three, yeah. My number three is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, <clears throat> I honestly like have thought about putting Guardians as number one, 
And I think the one flaw of Guardians of the Galaxy is that Ronan the Accuser is kind of a boring villain. I would agree. Uh, he's yeah. similar to me to Hela. Really? Yeah. I think Ronan, like, he's powerful, and it shows that. But I think he just, like, has, like... He's just this crazy guy who wants to kill everything. Like, there's yeah. no backstory. There's no, like, anything. Um, but everything else about Guardians, like... It does have Thanos in it, too. Yeah, it has Thanos in it, and it introduces, like, this family aspect with Gamora and Nebula, who, actually, I really like Nebula a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, she's an annoying character because she's annoying. But, like, her whole aspect of, like, I need to kill Thanos, like... Could play into Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, it could play into Infinity War, but, like, the whole dynamic with Gamora, like... I think all the characters in Guardians, like, they flesh them each out. When normally, like, in a movie that introduces five characters at once, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, introduces all of them really, really well. Um, Also, Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the least known comics out of any of the Marvel comics. And, like, when it was announced that they were doing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie... People who actually like read comics and everything, they're like, "Why? Like, why would you do a movie with a talking tree and a talking like raccoon? raccoon? Like, why would you do this?" And it shows that, like, like Josh said earlier, like Marvel could do anything. Yeah. Like, they made this weird group into one of the most like they're like Avengers two point yeah, and they're like people love the Guardians of the Galaxy. As someone who like loves Parks and Rec, one of the yes. craziest things for me is they took like one of the most unlikely guys, like <laughs> like this Chris chubby Pratt. dude, like yeah. just beer belly, and turned it into like the superhero. Like like he's literally he started out as like just like a special guest yeah. on Parks and Rec, yeah. and worked his way up to being like one of the like one of biggest the characters movie the stars. Yeah. Kudos really. to Chris Pratt, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I Honestly, love Chris Pratt. So like I still anything wanted I'll Chris Pratt in, but... to play Solo and Han Solo, but that's a different conversation. Uh, what? Uh, I I did too. I, I I won't. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy though, like just the yeah, soundtrack, love, like the soundtrack, everything about it was like it has a lot of nostalgia for like the older generation. Like my parents, my mom loves Guardians. Of the my Galaxy. dad like went like right after he saw it, he grabbed me and took me out to go yeah. see it with him. Like, like my parents love it. Like the older generations love it because of. The whole, like, it has a much more relatable, like, it's not as... Like, Spider-Man, I don't think the older generation can relate to as much. It was just fun and laid back, and, like, just overall, I left that movie, like, this is awesome. Yeah, like, your hat, like, it was just great. It, it introduces one of the first Infinity Stones, too, so it has a, like, scale of it, too. Yep. Um, we're gonna go back to number two now. Which ties into Captain America again for me because number two for me is Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is because I think we've already said it, it is com- it's completely changes the trajectory of Marvel movies. And it is the first time they know what they're doing with Cap. Yeah. I remember the first ten minutes of that movie when they're doing the scene on the boat, on the ship and everything. Yep. And Cap just mobs and it's like, holy cow, Cap's actually a cool hero now. Yeah. And it was the first time I, f- I feel like they fixed that flaw that was mm-hmm. in their universe. And not only did they fix it, Winter Soldier is like critically like one of the best made movies in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier, the villain, probably my favorite villain, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he's so menacing and, and creepy and the music fits so well. Yeah. My favorite scene, though is when there's there's two of them actually is when caps in the elevator with oh that's all a great, those people that's yeah great and he just like is like all right boys we're, we're doing we're this. doing this and yeah. then he just dominates them all and an elevator in an elevator 
And then it's just like they had so many scenes of like, holy cow, Cap's cool again. Yeah. And I was, like they made his costume cooler. Like they made it yep. darker. They made everything about him cooler. Yeah. yeah. My other favorite scene is with Nick Fury mm-hmm. when he is in the car Getting, and he's being yeah. like chased down to be assassinated. That scene is so cool. It reminds me of like, doesn't feel like a superhero movie. Yeah. It feels like like a runaway movie almost. I mean, that's what it feels like. It feels like a spy, like an espionage movie. That's how it's filmed. Yeah. Uh, also, like in that Nick Fury scene, it shows Winter Soldier for like the first time of him literally like Nick Fury looking at him and like you can see like he's terrified when his car slipped over and the Winter Soldier just walks up and is like about to kill him. Yep. But it also showed you how cool like Nick Fury actually is like resourceful in this movie. Mm-hmm. Black Widow being in it. I love the relationship that she and Cap have. I love mm-hmm. Falcon and he's introduced in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sets up. It Not only is it a great movie on its own but it also sets up for so much greatness yeah. in the future. And all together just comes together as like it was really close for me being two and one mm. because also it's incredibly rewatchable. I would yeah. I would agree and I, I have a strong take on this one. For me, it's my number one. Mm. I think more than anything else, it has like it was the first time Marvel like kind of made just a strong like social commentary and kind of took a look at like our culture now. Mm-hmm. And like created like a villain and like a whole plot around an idea of like what we do in our culture. Yeah. And I think the whole idea of like us giving up our freedoms and putting out everything out in social media and stuff, they really like took that, played with that yeah. and played with that and looked at how like we are like now as a culture just willing to give up like our information so freely. Us, yeah. yeah and uh how that could be used for evil and um how that isn't a good thing and for me personally like i really resonate with that message i don't like how much we share as a culture i Mm -hmm. personally like just don't think that that's something that like is uh i mean that's kind of deep for this podcast but, (laughs) but like i i personally resonate with that message and felt like uh it really was meeting like us at a spot in our culture and like talking about important things and bringing up an issue that is like actually vital and yeah, like important to what we're doing yeah. Yeah, yeah i agree yeah that movie it's it blew me away when i first saw it it's, yeah. it's incredible and also disclaimer like literally any of these top five depending on the day i could switch around because like I like these are some of my favorite movies of all time totally yeah um, so what's your number two my number two is black panther and that could also be because of the hype around it, like, of everything. Like, it was literally, when I first saw, like, the projections of how much it would make on its opening weekend, it was, like, around 100000 Like, similar to what Doctor Strange was making. Um, and then it literally became one of the biggest openings of all time and is now the third highest grossing film in the U.S., like, domestically of all time. And I think, like, culturally, it's incredible. Like, how much of an impact it's had on, like... Every people are obsessed with Black Panther. I think T'Challa, like the whole aspect of it, is really, really interesting. Like I was entertained the entire movie. I was like on the edge of my seat for most of the movie too, because like literally, for I mean, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Black Panther, like Eric Killmonger like kills T'Challa. Like yeah, beats him. He beats him. You don't expect that to happen at all. And I think Shuri, 
like as a supporting character is great incredible like yeah. an I'll breakout world role for Letitia Wright yep um I love how there's Angela Bassett in it like the cast is incredible um just everything Sterling K Brown shout out to this oh. is us shout out to this <laughs> is us <laughs> like Michael B Jordan as a villain is incredible like he brings emotion to it and like that's actually relevant to our like world yeah. today you like, might need to whole... take off the B <laughs> yeah. He might be Michael Jordan now. He's the Michael <laughs> Jordan. Of... <laughs> Just like everything about it, like I mean, there were people that were kind of like angry about it, but I loved how they called white people colonizers. I thought that was hilarious. That was funny. I did too. Like I thought that was super funny. Like it wasn't as funny as a lot of the other movies, but it had like a definitely a good amount of everything. Like the warriors too. Like Akoye Akoye. Akoye, yeah. Like those are all like super like, and just badass Wakanda. Wakanda's like, so dope. The whole visually is incredible. Like everything Wakanda. about it was super cool. And that's like why I mean I could it also like Josh said, like watching it another time might change that. Like I might place it lower depending on that. Yep. But going into our number one, we have the same so, Yeah, if you've been keeping track, there's one movie neither of us have said. Mm-hmm. I have one thing to ask Jacob. Let's hear um, it. from someone who doesn't watch a lot of superhero movies, I was kind of underwhelmed with the last the final fight scene between Killmonger and T'Challa in the train station. I thought it was, I thought it was shot very interestingly. It was Mm -hmm. very fast. And I like, I understand that both these characters are super fast Mm -hmm. and like they're Panthers obviously, but I felt kind of underwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I thought the first, I thought their first fight scene was done very well. Yeah. But I just, I was kind of underwhelmed. I don't know if someone watched a lot of It's definitely like not as like a big fight scene. It's, I don't think it's meant to be because they're cousins, like they're family and I think T'Challa, like, understands, like, the hurt that, like, Eric Killmonger, like, went through. And he's trying to, like, help him. He's, like, he doesn't want to kill him. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I don't think it was this big fight scene. Because, like, Eric was the only one who wanted to kill. And T'Challa was, like, no, like, we gotta totally this out. Um, Yes, so number one for us was Civil War. Yeah. Captain America Civil War, which you often forget it's a Captain America movie, but it also very much is a Captain America It's like America an Avengers movie. movie and Captain America, but it's Captain America because of how much it focuses on Winter Soldier, like Bucky and him. Like, yep. There's a oh, bunch it's of about, characters that's in it. What it's, it's that's about. what it's it about. It is about Bucky and him. Yeah. Um, why is this your number one? It's literally when I, like when people would ask me before like I made this list, like what's your favorite movie? like Marvel movies Civil War always came up because after Age of Ultron this is what Age of Ultron should have been it was the first movie after Age of Ultron I agree this is what it should have been with all these new characters like the whole dynamic I love how like I think Zemo is kind of a really boring villain I think I don't really think he but he's not even really the villain really Iron Man is like kind of the kind of the villain is in this one it's just about i love that that's one thing i love about it though it doesn't really have a villain it's literally just about the conflict of themselves yeah and And that's introduced in like the first avengers with all the conflict that they have and that's like foreshadowing of everything just everything about like civil war like the relationship and like between bucky and captain america are like super super cool the airport scene like one of the best fight scenes. Yeah, you in can't all beat Marvel. it. Yeah. Um, well, and then when you find out that Bucky killed Tony's yeah. mom and dad, yeah, that changed the game. That yeah. changed everything. But the whole movie, the theme of the movie, is vengeance. Like mm-hmm. that is the theme of the movie. It is about taking vengeance uh, on all scales. Mm-hmm. And 
Black Panther ultimately is the only one who really figures it out on yeah. his own. He's the one who wants to take vengeance on, on Zemo for his dad dying. Yeah. And he realizes that all they're doing is hurting themselves, that they're just going in a big circle of pain of and creating more and more and more, and that that's not actually justice. Yeah. That vengeance does not equal justice. Yeah. And that is, like, what this movie is about. Yeah. And I think it's extremely powerful. The scenes through and through are the best. Black Panther's introduced. Spider-Man's introduced. Spider-Man's introduced. Ant-Man's in it. They use Um, Scarlet Witch and Vision well. Yeah, they create seeds of a relationship I will say, Yeah, I will say, I think War Machine should have died in Civil War. Oh, that is exactly where I I was going to go. He's an expendable character. I like War Machine, but he's expendable. He's not powerful. Um, And, like, everyone is expecting someone to die in Civil War. And that... And no one did. You you thought he was dead, like, when Iron Man's, like, holding him. And he's paralyzed, and it looks like he's going to be fine. Like, in... He's in the... Yeah, he's in all the previews for Infinity War. Wakanda's technology will heal him. Yeah. And so, it's, like, a cop-out of, like, oh, something did happen, but, like, not really. And for me, I feel like it would have built up the tension so much more heading into Infinity Wars. If War Machine died, like, Iron Man... As a result of their feud. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even, like, Cap... Like, Cap didn't kill him. Like, Vision would have killed him. Mm Yeah. Which, in turn, was, like, Iron Man's fault because Iron Man brought Vision... But, yep. like, you know that, like, Iron Man would have blamed everything on Captain America, like... Mm-hmm. And the ending scene, like, of Bucky and Iron Man and Cap fighting, like, it's insane. Like, well, when... There was a, there was a... Like, when I first saw it, I thought Iron Man was... I thought when, Cap when was Captain gonna kill America him. When Captain America holds up his shield and, like, it looks like he's about to, like, cut off his I head, I literally thought he was gonna kill him. Yeah. I thought so, too. Um, which is crazy, because I remember before that movie came coming out, I was like, how in the world are they gonna make a movie and convince us... That they actually want to fight each other, like how are they how are they actually going to do it? And they, and they did used it so everything well. Everything that had happened in the past. Yes, and what is encouraging is that the directors of Civil War and Winter Soldier are directing Infinity War. Yeah, and Avengers Four. Yes, which is exciting because they've dominated both. They've of made the, movies the best that they've ones. done. The Captain America series is without a doubt the best Marvel trilogy. Like yeah. it got. For me, it, I mean, it got better every time. Quickly, are you um, Team Cap or Team Iron Man? I'm Team Cap. I'm Team Cap as well. I agree with his reasoning Cap. way more. I like his reasoning. I like Captain but America as a character Captain, a lot more. Yeah, you understood why Iron Man believed what he believed, but it yeah. wasn't... I just didn't think he was right. I also... Mm-hmm. One of the things that I loved about that movie, it was probably number two on my list, is that it like you watch these movies and you see all this destruction... And this finally brought, like, real-life consequences and real-life stuff. Yeah. You know that this would happen in real life if there yeah. were superheroes. People would start yeah, the trying, to trying to regulate, regulate them. Yeah. yeah, you know that this is what would actually happen. And it was just nice to see something and feel something, like, realistic yeah. in that sense of, like, okay, this is, like, this is how, like, life is. This is what the government would start trying to do yeah. if these people actually existed and all this was happening. Yeah, and yeah. one thing I think is really interesting is, like, at the end of Civil War, when Tony's like, that, like, my father made that shield, like, Captain America, literally when he drops the shield, he gives up the mantle of Captain America. Like, he's not even in the credits for, like, the what roles you're playing for Infinity War. He's not listed as Captain America anymore. He's called the Nomad because he's without a country, like... He becomes a war criminal. Everything yeah. like it changes everything. It changes his character, and like. it's going to play heavily into Infinity War, which I think we need to yeah. transition into. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to go into some predictions. Yeah. Of what will happen in Avengers: Infinity War, and 
intern Brit, social media director Rachel, feel free to give your thoughts if you have some on this topic. <laughs> so, first of all, who is going to die? Uh, who is going to die? Who is the most likely to die in Infinity War? I think... Well, I mean, there's no question about Vision dying. Because in order for... I think there is. Okay, I see what you're going to say. But first of all, there's no, in order for Thanos to get his mission, he has to get the Mind Stone. The only way that he, Vision doesn't die is if he like they figure out a way to keep him alive without the mind. And there's hints in the trailers. Uh, there is a, a scene of Vision on the table with Shuri working on him mm-hmm. in Wakanda, which which Wakanda gives hints. technology like obviously like from watching Black Panther pretty much can do anything. Like so, yeah, you could do that with Vision and. I think it would be weird to kill Vision because he's one of the new Avengers. Like, he's a part of that new team that's being introduced. I think Iron Man dies in this one. I do, too. I think Iron Man dies in this one, and I think Cap dies in the fourth one. I think I think Iron Man is 95% sure to die in this movie. Yeah. And I think it's it would only be right because to have him start off and end in that way, I think that there has to be stakes. This movie will fail... If the nothing happens. And there's, I mean, literally the Russo brothers have commented and said, like, every time that uh, Infinity Stone is taken, someone or, like, something, like, someone's going to die. Like. Yeah. There's, five, think... there's six Infinity Stones, so, like, potentially six superheroes could die. Do I think it'll all happen in Infinity War? I don't know, because the Russo brothers also said that, like, they originally planned it for be to be part one, part two, and now they've changed that into Infinity War ending, like, beginning and ending all like it has in this ending. movie yeah like it technically part four will have like or avengers 4 will have like things that connect but it is not it's a separate a movie. direct part two yeah yeah and so what do you think isaac yeah i think i think uh i think iron man's a goner yeah. personally uh i think almost if only entirely because uh robert downey jr wants to do so something else at this point yeah, well, probably, i think he's done. Years. up like yeah that's the thing. All of the original Avengers, so Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man, all their contracts are up. Um, but the, so any of them could die. It's very true. I mean, anyone could die because Thanos. If if they're if Thanos is what they're billing him to be, he could he, dominate. Uh, mm. When we said Iron Man's gonna die, Rachel got a very sad look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, what are your thoughts? I just feel like I don't really follow uh, the Marvel movies, but Iron Man has been one of the ones that I've been really just passionate about i feel like i have a you know heart for robert downey jr and those are actually the only movies that i've really followed (laughs) so (laughs) i'd be kind of disappointed if you know he was one to go but i do agree with what isaac said robert downey jr is probably you know wanting to do other things besides put on that suit and try to fight crime so Yeah. yeah and i think i agree with what you guys are saying i think with how they build this and with who Thanos is supposed to be, especially with the Infinity Gauntlet, I personally will be disappointed if there's not like a death of at a least big a death. couple. If, yeah. if Cap or Iron Man don't die and it's just minor characters like that die, I'll like be disappointed. War Machine. There needs because to, there yeah. has to be like Thanos has to kill the leadership and leave <laughs> the Avengers like crumbled okay i agree but we got to move on to another thing and i think that this could be bold predictions things that you think yeah probably not gonna happen why not let's throw it out there i have an idea 
But Pepper Potts kills Thanos. Okay. <laughs> this is that is that's stupid. That is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> what if in, in 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 if, if Iron Pepper- Man dies, Pepper Potts has her new superhero form. Well, actually, she got the nuke thing taken out of her. So uh, never mind. Her. It's been ruined. If, <laughs> if Pepper Potts were to kill Thanos, I would walk out of the theater <laughs> right away. Right up. You heard me talk about how much I hate Iron Man 3. If Pepper Potts is the hero that kills Thanos, I'm not watching another movie. I, I will leave. Can, can we get that on record? Yes. If Pepper I will Potts sign a contract. Hey. Good, we'll get that written up. Okay, any okay. other bold predictions? Um, I, on the same lines, there is a Marvel character, an obscure one, called Squirrel Girl, who does, <laughs> in a comic, defeat Thanos. That, that is true. That is true. Squirrel Girl. What are the chances Thanos. that Squirrel Girl well, is introduced in Squirrel this? Squirrel Girl is actually getting introduced on like an ABC Family show. <laughs> so, so probably not I don't gonna happen. Think that's gonna happen. Uh, my bold prediction. Korg is going to pull something out of his butt. <laughs> I don't know Korg's in this. <laughs> oh, he's in it. Hey, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just We're saying bold predictions. <laughs> Actually, no. Bolder prediction. Hawkeye is going to have one arrow left. It's going to be a very, very tense scene. And he's going to like go down and he's just going to do his bow. And then some magical Wakandan arrow is going to hit Thanos. I think Hawkeye dies. I am very, yeah. I will be very I disappointed think, if Hawkeye doesn't die. I think Hawkeye, Hawkeye might Hawkeye die within die the first too. ten minutes. <laughs> I do too. Oh. I think Loki dies. I think Loki dies I too. I think Loki dies at the beginning of the movie. I think because like when, he was the yeah. first puppet and he failed Thanos and now he's trying to save either Thor's life or his own life with the Tesseract because that's, we, that's going to open. And we already know and that, I think they, Thanos that they encountered the his ship already. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Thanos is gonna be like, "You lost your chance," and he's just gonna kill him. Yeah. Like, I think if they did that at the beginning, that would be like, that would introduce the threat of Thanos, like killing Loki, a very like, pow- a very powerful, very powerful, yeah. like that yeah. would be insane. Like and that I, would yeah. introduce the tone of being like, "Oh my god," nah. and like maybe that'll swing to Thor being left in space to encounter the Guardians yes. of the Galaxy, like seeing them in the trailers. Yeah. yeah, I would love that. It takes kind of a page out of Game of Thrones book because like immediately in Game of Thrones you're like wow the main character just died yes spoiler alert (laughs) let's be real here if it was a Game of Thrones twist they'd all die they'd all all die they'd all die they'd all all die die. which in the comics in the Infinity War comic Thanos gets all six Infinity Stones and snaps his finger and kills half the universe I got a bold prediction so I think Scarlet Witch is going to play a huge factor at some point in this movie. And Doctor Strange. Yeah, Yeah. and I think that because, as we talked about a little bit in the first pod, she is one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe, and I think that she is extremely vital for the rest of the series and the rest of the way the Avengers will go into the future. I don't see her dying, and no. I see her playing an extremely important role. I see her being one of role. these new ones that is like a really important. I don't think she'll get her own movie after Avenger Four. I don't think she's like portrayed as that. I think it'd be cool to kind of do something yeah, like that. Yeah, but I don't think she will. I don't think she will. Um, I think she'll become one of the main, like kind of like a Hulk, like main Avenger, but doesn't get his own movie. Totally. Yeah. And I think my last bold prediction is, I think you're going to disagree with this strongly. I think Captain Marvel is going to appear. I think that they're going to introduce her in this movie. They've already announced that they're not, and that they're introducing them. I mean, them. of course they'd announced that she's not going to be. They wouldn't I mean, yeah, it. but also, I think 
introducing her as I mean Captain Marvel movie is going to be coming out after Avengers Infinity War and before Avengers 4 and it takes place in 1990 so it's okay. in the past and I think introducing her it is also introducing the scrolls which is a conversation for another time because that's huge <laughs> um, they're shapeshifters and so they could be and super scrolls can take up powers of superheroes so literally that could change everything uh, everything and so introducing Captain Marvel in like that context as the first superhero that Nick Fury encounters and then being like she is literally one of the strongest ones too and being like if Thanos is still alive like in part in the Avengers 4 which I'm guessing he will be like they and I'm guessing people really important and powerful will die in this one they're yeah. gonna need a new leadership and I think that's what Captain Marvel will okay be. well then question about that last prediction um will they lose in Infinity War. I think they will. Do you think they're just going to lose and then somehow in, in part four use the time stone to try again? Well, they don't. I don't know if they'll. Or switch it That's up actually, I read a theory about that is that like Avengers 4 is going to be a time travel caper. Like they're going to have to go through time and try and stop Thanos from doing everything. I think that would be one of the more interesting scenarios. It would scenarios. be bold and that could go bad because time travel is a very hard thing to do yeah. well. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I think that would be more interesting, though, than... Because, honestly, I'm a little bit tired of them winning all the time. Yeah. And having no consequences for any of these fights. And I think building up Thanos over ten years to be this all-powerful being, like, they have to lose. Like, yeah. if they don't lose... And Avengers 4, like... Well, they have to at least be really... Like, a, a lot of them have to lose. Yeah, I think, like, if... Actually, like, Thanos' goal is to kill half the universe. Like, that's mm -hmm. what he wants to do. We don't know why yet that's going to be In the comics, we do. Yes, in the comics, he wants to appease death. Which is a personification of death. Like, there is a character named Death, and, and he's he in wants, love with her. and he's in love with her. Mm -hmm. And that's why some people think Hela might still be around, too, is because she's the goddess of hell, and could be the personification of death in the Marvel Universe. But if Thanos, like, they have to lose in order for things to matter yeah. and if avengers 4 was happening like the same distance as like avengers age of ultron age of ultron infinity war like if it was happening like three or four years later that'd be a different story because yeah. then it would be a new villain but since it's happening literally a year after it's directly correlated with what happens yeah. in infinity war i think personally for me the only way that they can really not like do this wrong and not do the movie and the story justice is if they just are too scared to take the risk and put some destruction out there. I, I think that's what everyone wants, though, and yeah. I think they know that. Yeah, and I think they are billing it to be something that no one's expecting. Yeah, and they said that the the stuff that they've shown in the trailer has doesn't show any of the plot and only shows like maybe like twenty minutes of like big things happening in the movie, like nothing yeah. important. They said that literally nothing is spoiled, which so is far. insane. Yeah, which is like one of the coolest trailers ever like it looks like crazy things are happening but they're literally talking about how that's nothing yeah that is so, nothing happening uh we could do a pot we could do seven more yeah. podcasts <laughs> on this topic we've already done two so uh we people have homework to do people to see places to go <laughs> so we are uh, gonna have to wrap this one up uh but like jacob said we are five days away so we will see what happens in Avengers Infinity War? We are very excited. We hope you are too. Um, yeah, so we hope that you have a great week. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Occasionally Important. Uh, we love that you guys are listening. And uh, yeah, feel free to text me and Josh if you have our number about seeing it with us yeah, on Thursday. Totally. And uh, one other thing we mentioned in episode four uh, of Fundraiser called Honor, if you're still interested in uh, getting some ad space and having that money go towards some charities, let us know as well. Thank you to Jacob, our intern Britt, and Rachel for hanging out and